And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Is This Good? The show where we boldly, conclusively, and scientifically decide what things in this big wide world are good. I'm Matt Austin, and with me, as always, is production powerhouse Jason Doyle. Hello. Hi, JD. Thanks for coming today. And today's intro was written by ChatGPT with the following prompt. Write me a funny podcast introduction for my guest that references both basketball and the Grateful Dead. So here we go. This is what it spat out. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, hoops enthusiasts and jam band aficionados, gather round for a wildly groovy episode of our podcast. Today, we have a special guest who effortlessly dances between two worlds, the basketball court and the realm of the Grateful Dead. That's right. It's none other than the ultimate crosstown dribbler, the jam and jump shot wizard, the one who's got hoops moves as smooth as a Grateful Dead guitar solo, Trey Kirby. Trey, welcome to Is This Good? Ayo! Hey, yo! You know, you uh, as a big Grateful Dead fan, I figured we'd be able to improvise uh, that intro, and we nailed it. I can't believe it, Matt. I'm literally wearing a Grateful Dead basketball t-shirt today. Uh, it was meant to be. Um, perfect. Well, I was going to ask you, um, what are we? We're end of July now. Mid-July, July 16th, I believe, Dead & Co. played what they're calling their final show. It's over. I think it was in San Francisco. Uh, I guess two questions. How do you feel about it being over? And two, did you go to a show on this final tour? Uh, yes, we did. We went to the Atlanta show here. Uh, it was at the end of May. We took Isla and Ada. It was their first like real oh, concert. Wow. Uh, yeah, it was incredible. It was so much fun. Um, the band was on fire this entire tour. They replaced one of their old drummers with a younger man, and now they play a lot faster. (laughs) (laughs) And picking up the tempo uh, was great for Dead & Company, which is why I'm sad that it's over, because by the end of the tour, I thought this was like their best musical tour since they've been together, since, I don't know, what, 2016 or something like that. Uh, John Mayer and Jeff Cimenti, they're uh, locked in together. The chemistry between those two, I can't believe they would want to give it up. Um, But also, like, John Mayer wasn't going to play with the dead for the rest of his life. So uh, I don't think it's necessarily going to be the last dead band that's out there. Um, I watched the final live stream on that Sunday night. They played to, like, 145 East Coast time. It was awesome. I still want to go back and rewatch it. How old was the old drummer? Uh, OG. Oh, wow. oh yeah, the... yeah, yeah, yeah. So they had, well, they had the both of the original drummers, uh, Bill and Mickey. Mickey is still around, but they said goodbye to Bill for this last tour. Okay, there were because Bill was like, they were like, Bill, um, pick it you up. could play with something <laughs> other than uh, brushes. It's like, I don't know, man, it's so loud with the binging and the banging on the toms. <laughs> I forgot they had two drummers. 
Yeah, the guy, uh, Bill was like a, kind of like the more standard drummer, I would say, you right. know, playing mostly the drum set. And then Mickey was like, if you could hit it with something, he's going to hit it. Maybe a flip flop, <laughs> maybe his hat. Uh, but I do remember on uh, previous tours looking at Bill sitting back and he was like basically in a recliner playing the drums. <laughs> so I think maybe they wanted to play a little faster. And he was like, I'm good taking it slow back here, guys. So, uh, yeah, I thought a smart move, uh, though sad to say goodbye to one of the original members. Bill just drumming in his low low. Um, <laughs> Trey, I thought that you could help me solve a controversy with the P-Hounds. So the P-Hounds, of course, are the people that subscribe to our Patreon. Patreon.com slash is this good. And uh, I'll just read you what the controversy is. So this is CJ Axalan. I don't know. Is that C. Jax Allen? CJ. I think it's uh, C. Jax all in. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, uh, he's, a, uh, he's a poker player, uh, right? Gambler, yeah. Oh, a gambling man. Okay. Okay. Great. Oh, I think I know who this is, actually. All right. So here was the controversy. So this was uh, written in the Discord. When someone says, say hi to X for me, what are my responsibilities as the messenger? At Lee Ellis's pickup game in Toronto, Sarah Gray, Sarah Gray is also a peahound tray, asked me to pass on a greeting. I intended to pass it on. I didn't get a chance to talk to Lee again that day, so I couldn't convey the greeting. I cowardly said nothing, and she probably thinks I delivered the message. Now she may be wondering why Lee didn't say anything back. Should I have told her I couldn't deliver the message? Should I have said nothing? Should I have said that I did it? Trey, what do you think of this controversy? What is the responsibility of the uh, the, the greeter, the well-wisher? If I say, like, for instance, I end this podcast with you, Trey. And let's say you say, uh, I'm going to go see Skeets. We're going to have a pool party. I say, oh, say hi to Skeets and Nora. What's your response? Are you going to actually do it? I'm going to say, okay, and then I'm going to forget about it within one minute. This, to me, is a controversy. <laughs> the entire interaction uh, between Lawrence and Sarah, that is the saying hello. It, the, the sentiment is there. It would be nice to pass it on for sure, but that's almost extra credit, uh, I think. I think... Um, you're kind of both just saying, yes, we know the same people and we both like the same people. But yeah. if I tell somebody, say hi to whoever for me, I'm never expecting it to actually get passed on. Right. right. It's not, it's like you're never following up. Yeah, exactly. You're never following up. Like, what's Sarah going to do? Like, uh, so uh, you told Lee I said hi. What do you say back? Hi. <laughs> also oh, hi. Yeah. Lee says hi like, mm, Doesn't sound like Lee. Doesn't sound like Lee. I don't think you did it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't say, what did Lee say back? <laughs> right. Mm. Crazy. Right. Well, great. Great. What a ripper. What a ripper we're having out here, eh? All right. That sounds like Lee, but I don't know. <laughs> High back doesn't sound right. Yeah. High back. Uh, I know, like, for instance, Lenny and Miriam, my parents, big regards people. Okay. So, like, let's say... Uh, you know, let's say I said, oh, I'm, I'm uh, going to talk to Trey on the podcast today. They might say, uh, send him and his and his kids regard their regard our regards, you know, because they met your kids once yep. few, many years back. Loved them. So they might give me regards. I'm not going to give regards to you. <laughs> no, I, and I wouldn't expect you to give me regards because, you know, you hand me Lenny and Miriam's regards. All I'm saying is 
do they have any clue how I can get my Eero upstairs <laughs> internet mesh router working correctly? Because the upstairs one, it's blinking, sending out Bluetooth for some reason. It feels like I'm connected, but I'm not. Uh, so I would have more questions, and that just opens up a whole Pandora's box of entire conversations we could have. All right, this is great. So let's do some live customer service. My parents sold you their Eero set, which was a, uh, uh, what is it? It's like a Wi-Fi booster. Yeah. And uh, I believe they were out of stock for a while, so they sold you theirs. Yeah. And you're saying they sent you a lemon? Oh, no, no, no. Hardly the case. They sent me a perfect uh, mesh network of Eros. I'm using two of them. There are three potential ones, but our upstairs one... Uh, we just had like a big storm here in Atlanta last week. So the power went out and something got messed up. I don't know what it is. And, you know, unplug it and plug it in isn't working. So I have to do whatever the next step is. I just got to figure out what that one is. Okay. So would you like to send them your regards? Yeah. I'll send them my regards. Uh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> let me, let me know what they said down. about that. And, and do anything like the funny thing about regards is it's just like, let's say I did want to pass it on. What the hell am I supposed to actually say? Just tell my parents, Trey sends his regards, yeah, or do I then... that's it. Regards, it's, it's, it's like nothing. It's like a fart in the air, like slowly disintegrating. No, it's... I think I should take the regards and then uh, turn it into a nice hello. Like, oh, I was just talking to Trey, and he says hi, and the Eero's working great. <laughs> and he loves you. Wow, now those Did are some say, serious regards. Yeah. That's uh, taking translation a little bit too far. I mean, <laughs> I I do very much like your parents. Uh, and we've had great success so far with the Eero, but I don't think um, either of us are telling each other that we love each other no. at this point. Okay, not yet. But I, I, I really do think for every 10 regards requested, I, I would say one is given, but that might be too high. Mm. We might be zero regards. So, okay. <laughs> Look, I'm, uh, I'm putting some regards in your mouth here, Matt. I'm going to see my wife and kids later. Do you want me to give them your regards? Yeah, but, okay, yeah, but you're just going to literally say Matt sends his regards? Your kids are going to be like, what is regards? I'll probably say, who's Matt? Oh, okay. Well, Uncle Matt? The kale guy? Beautiful. The kale man. The kale um, guy. I will try it, though. I'll say, Uncle Matt sends his regards. <laughs> and they'll be like, literally what? What is that? What like, are regards? Where is, he se- where is he sending his regards from? The Boer War? Like, it, it does. It sounds like something from a hundred years ago. It's old. But, uh, JD, send your wife my regards. Oh, and I send will. your kids my regards. I absolutely will. I send your kids my sups. <laughs> I want them to think I'm cool. I think sup is actually uh, around the Boer War as well at this point. <laughs> but I will, I will send them your sup. Okay, send your wife my regards. Send your kids my bussins. <laughs> okay. Do you think this would work? Uh, you know, you're like, uh, send my wife what? how you think I would say hello. <laughs> you know? How, Hi. How you- hey, how's it going? Send my wife a hey, how's it going? Doesn't mm. ca- have the cachet. Not very catchy at all, but it is more personal. Oh, right. Like, I should go up to Jill and say, Trey sends his AOs. Yeah, sure. Those are my regards. <laughs> okay. Trey says AO. And if she doesn't say it back, then I'll never send another. Oh, yeah. Then you got to ask me, well, did you, say, did you, you send my A.O. to Jill? I say, yeah. So did you say, what did she say back? Uh, she said A.O. Oh, okay. That's perfect. Fine. <laughs> nice. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you for delivering the message. Richer, 
we're all richer for this interaction. All right, some quick housekeeping. Uh, as I already mentioned, join the Is This Good Patreon at patreon.com slash isthisgood. Uh, you can join the Discord. You can text people about how you might have screwed up a, a <laughs> real-life personal interaction. Uh, <laughs> it's really fun. So come hang out there. Uh, we have merch. Go to isthisgoodpod.com to get the Is This Good retro logo, tee, or hoodie. And please send topics for future shows to isthisgoodpod at gmail.com. Subscribe on YouTube. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Those are always fun to read. Trey, as you know from being on the show many times, the premise is very simple. I'm going to give you a topic. You're going to tell me if it's good. Here we go. First topic. Philippe T. Ooh, Philippe. Not Philip. Philippe. Perhaps from Bordeaux. Who's to say? He asks, <laughs> being shirtless, is this good? So he uh, wrote in an email. As a guy who's never been super thin, shirts versus skins in school and going to a pool party were always anxiety-inducing. Now, as an adult and considerably thinner, I still live with that anxiety. Even when I'm home alone... I wear shirts. I'm a never nude. P.S. It's really weird seeing childhood pics from the 80s and 90s and 10 to 12 year old kids playing Nintendo in a dirty basement at a sleepover and every kid is shirtless. What is that about? <laughs> I mean, Philippe, that's a great observation. That every pic of kids from the 80s and 90s playing Nintendo in a basement, they are shirtless. And I don't know why, because the basement's the, the coolest part of the house, really, when you think about it. So those kids... If you look closely, probably all have erect nipples. I don't want to call your attention to the young boy's nipples, but I'm just saying, um, biologically, that's probably what's happening. So, Trey, I ask you, being shirtless, is it good? Well, Philippe, I've been there. Uh, in the 80s and 90s, I was shirtless playing Nintendo with all my friends. <laughs> On the basketball courts, shirts and skins dominated. They had reversible jerseys, but they hadn't caught on for some reason. Mm. We just would take our shirts off. And then, uh, much like Philippe, I was just a, a normal-sized guy, not the skinniest. So I also had the anxiety to pop my shirt off, but now I've gotten a little skinnier as I've got older. And the older and older I get, the less and less I want to wear a shirt. The oh, interesting. But, but Trey, you, you are definitely skinnier now than, let's say, when I met you. But I almost feel like you would take your shirt off more. Like, I, I'm picturing you first year... NBA TV, you in South Beach in a Speedo, jumping up and down, jiggling about. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> thanks, man. <laughs> I, honestly, thanks for bringing my confidence back up. I guess I was taking my shirt off uh, a lot back then, though. I got to admit, that's, a, that's like a Will of Ferrell-inspired pop your shirt off. Okay. As in, you know... The upper body is going to be a little bit doughy, and sometimes that can be a funny person to see with their shirt mm. off, much like Will Ferrell streaking through the quad in old school. You know, if, if he's ripped like Brad Pitt, it doesn't hit quite the same. So mm. um, to Philippe, I would say, yeah, being shirtless is good. There's definitely anxiety uh, around showing the brownies, but... If you can convince yourself that it's going to be funny, that will help you get over it. And especially if uh, if you're trying to make things a little bit sexier, there's no better way than showing some <laughs> chest hair. Chest hair used to be like a sex symbol, like Alec Baldwin. Mm. Straight up pelt on his chest in the 70s and 80s. Uh, oh, Burt Reynolds? Burt Reynolds, of course. Uh, and then we, you know, we went the other way in the 2000s. 
bald chests, plain chests. Queer Eye for the Straight Guy took over. Mm. And you didn't want to see Manscaping. The Manscaped era. Though that did uh, do well for you in terms of podcast advertising. That's exactly right. <laughs> uh, one of the entry-level advertisers out there. You, you get a podcast, you get some notoriety, and you're getting a call from Manscaped yeah. uh, right away. But I feel like now people are... Showing more chest. You're seeing a lot of uh, like mesh tank tops around mm. these days. And I just feel like um, people are more happy to show a little bit of uh, the, uh, the hamburger meat sticking up from the top. <laughs> yeah, well, Trey's, Trey is my most fashion-forward friend. He's reading all the blogs. Are there still fashion blogs? Who's to say? Tumblr? It's not for me to know. But if Trey says chest hair is in, I do believe him. But Trey, I do have two follow-up questions. Number one... You live in a hot place. It is the summer, so I understand you don't want to be in a shirt. But are you worried about the burns as a, a fair-skinned man? Yeah, I mean, I'm worried about the the burns, definitely. And if I'm going to a pool or something, like, I'm going to be sunscreened up anyways. Sometimes I'm good about reapplying. Sometimes not. But I don't know. Uh, at this point, I would just rather have that shirt off, letting my body breathe, and, you know— also not ruining a shirt that I would have on because it's going to be caked in sweat. I was wearing an Is This Good shirt earlier today mm -hmm. to record a podcast. I had to pop my shirt off afterwards because I had a U on the front going underneath uh, oh, really? my chest. I had uh, straight up stripes going down the side from the armpits, and the back was just a, an entire pool. Um, okay, now, but now the, the, that's not the fault of the Is This Good shirt. I mean, it's a premium right. uh, cotton yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Certainly breathable, very uh, breathable. absorbent. It had nothing to do with the shirt. The shirt was okay. doing its job, um, okay. as was my body, trying to keep me cool mm. via sweat, unfortunately. Uh, JD, I feel like you've had the opposite journey. Like, I feel like in pictures I've seen of you from the uh, 80s and 90s, you always had your shirt off. Yeah. I can't think of the last time I saw your nipples. I mean, I, you want to see them? I got them right here, man. I mean, oh, I want to show them. Oh, hey now. That's uh, a you've seen Jamie shirt off Bamboo Boys yeah. for sure. Well, yeah, for sure. That's, the last... that's in a pool. That's in a pool. Yeah, true, 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 true. Yeah, I mean, it's though. Though that being said, I did do the adolescent. Uh... Oh. um... I jumped in the pool with my t-shirt on. Oops, Oops. I forgot. I forgot to take it off. <laughs> Why don't you take it off now then? Oh, you know, I forgot to put on sunblock. So uh, I got to leave it on. There's no way that excuse has ever worked. I forgot to take my yeah. shirt yeah. off. <laughs> I was so excited to jump in. I just had to get in. Had to get in there. Uh, so, J.D., yeah, tell us about your journey. I My journey is that, yeah, I used to never wear a shirt. Um and uh, as you get older, it's sort of weirder to see just a guy walking around in his 40s and 50s not wearing a shirt if he's not on his property. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just kind of weird. So, yeah, I, I wear a shirt uh, when it's appropriate and when it's not, uh, I do not. So you're saying on your property you have the right to bear... <laughs> <laughs> arms chest. and shoulders arms, and back chest. So, <laughs> chest. gut and uh, back hair yeah all his, uh, everything is out <laughs> I'm, I'm actually glad to hear that caveat because i had one question uh we recently got a basketball hoop um for for the front yard for for the driveway so i'll be out there shooting and we're new to the neighborhood you know we've been uh, in our house now for about two years we got this mm -hmm. basketball hoop in february so this summer i've been out just shorts shooting around no shirt on it's on my property 
but I'm also <laughs> like a dad doing a workout <laughs> with no shirt off in the front yard. I don't know if that's weird for my neighbors. No, I don't think so. I think, I think they respect it. I think once that sweat starts <laughs> dripping off your forehead, down your chest like a ice cream cone onto your wrist, I think they're going to learn to respect your manhood. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I haven't heard uh, complaints I, yet, so that's good. Yeah, you know, for, for me, I'm going to say that, like, my big battle is to, first of all, get comfortable wearing a, a tank top. I, I think it's, like, been my New Year's resolution to wear a tank top for like three, four years running. There you go. The problem okay. is that I make that resolution in January, thinking I've got a lot of lead time to get a uh, tank top body ready. But then, in a, I, I, you know, I stray between the months of January and June. Sure. So I gotta, I gotta start, we have to start having like, you know, they're like Christmas in July. Yeah. How about resolutions in July? Sure, just, just like, like renew them kind of halfway through. It's <laughs> a good idea. You should also, uh, Matt, talk to, uh, former Is This Good guest, Daniel Ralston. If I'm not mistaken, he likes to wear like a button-down shirt with several to all of the buttons unbuttoned, mm. which is kind of like an intro step to showing your chest a lot. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Okay, maybe next time we record, J.D., I'll wear a button-down. Okay. And what, three buttons undone? Yeah. Okay. I, I think I could do that. I think it would be weird, but I think I could do it. <laughs> so I think uh, I'll go unbuttoned button down then i'll go tank top then i'll go shirtless well what is a tank top body like what do you what, what do you need uh like a vin diesel arms oh vin diesel <laughs> arms. diesel arms okay you could pull off a tank top easily yeah uh, you're tank know, top I ready I you got it yeah, you got better you got better arms than i do looks good under the ring light uh, i also <laughs> say that i won't be taking my shirt off in public um until women have the same rights as i do okay okay I did try to look this up. Very confusing. Apparently, it's just mostly ambiguous in most states whether women can take their shirts off in public. It did say that, like, Colorado, Wyoming, New Mexico, Kansas were definite yeses. Like, hmm. went to court. Wow, like, I'm surprised about that, Those are the weirdest actually. one. I would never assume it would be those. But anyways, until in all 50 states, especially Alaska, women can go topless, I shall stay in my tank top. That's the promise I make to you. 73 percent okay. of people say being shirtless is what do you think trey i think they're gonna say not me. good not good yeah really yeah. wow interesting yeah. too many people take your shirts off free of the nipple come on <laughs> throw them around your head whip them like a helicopter <laughs> what a callback love it looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Rob C. asks, having a bathroom book, is this good? Now, I, I worry. I worry a little bit that someone that's listening to this that's how old would you say maybe 20 and younger might not even know what a bathroom book is hmm. 
because we're all <laughs> on our phones in the bathroom. But kids, I'm telling you, you used to walk into a bathroom. There'd be a little wicker basket or on top of the tank or something. There'd even be like a little bookshelf. Maybe there'd be some rolls of extra toilet paper. There would be a mini library. Okay, imagine those mini libraries outside people's homes where they put their old Daniel Steele novels. That, but in a bathroom. And the books were made to be viewed while shitting. I know this sounds crazy. <laughs> Uncle John's bathroom true. reader. Yeah. Uncle John's bathroom reader. There's like 40 <laughs> editions of those. Uh, so, Trey, what do you think? Having a bathroom book, is this good? It's a tough one. This is a tough one. It's nice to have entertainment, for sure. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Um, but like you're saying, the bathroom book is dead, which leads me to believe that it's not ever really been that good. Hmm. Because it would have stuck well, it's around. It's been disrupted. Yeah, but it's never come taxes back. Taxes were good, but now we have Uber, which is maybe worse than taxes. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I do always remember, like, I, lo- I loved visiting my grandma's because they would have great catalogs in the bathroom uh, to look oh, at. Kind of like okay. great catalogs, Trey. Great catalogs. Is that uh, what we're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. My grandma's had Victoria's <laughs> Secret catalogs in the bathroom. I love flipping through them. No, these were like uh, the Hamaker Schlemmers of their day. Kind of like flipping uh, yeah, through sure. a Spencer's gift of catalogs. Yeah, you know, yeah. like uh-huh. seeing the weirdest stuff. And I did like that. And I do like the idea of an uncle john's bathroom reader where it's like just small chunks of information that you can take in while you're mm, there for three you don't want to be saying minutes. the word chunk when you're talking i about know man there's a lot of hard words to work around here uh but i think that if bathroom books were good people would still be making them and keeping them but between phones and between uh walter white getting caught because of a bathroom book <laughs> i think it's over that's spelled the end of the bathroom book. <laughs> it's done uh just uh, yeah don't be quoting walt whitman in mm-hmm. your uncle john's bathroom reader uh for me like i loved i really do miss this and i didn't really think about how much i missed it till rob c sent in this question uh, is this good pot gmail.com but like you want to throw a far side collection in oh, there oh, yeah. you want to throw a book of onion headlines maybe just some straight up facts like an almanac mm-hmm. uh, like a guinness book of records and i i actually want to say that the uncle john's bathroom reader and books that were specifically designed to be read while shitting ruined the bathroom book game because it's like how let's get it on is too much directly a song about sex to listen to during sex right but uncle john's bathroom reader is too much about shitting to be viewed while shitting you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah you like, can't take it out of there you can't take unless it's in the bathroom it has no reason for existence has no context a far side or a calvin and Hobbes. i'd flip through that sitting on a couch you could put that on a coffee table so i think that you want we want to go back to the user or the homeowner kind of uh, curating their own bathroom library of fun things they think they would like to read. But now I will also say that Mir- to bring a Miriam and Lenny again, I never asked them about this, but I think they thought this, this was day class A because I ne- we never had a bathroom book in the house. Hmm. Uh, JD, did you grow up with uh, books in the shitter? A hundred percent. Yeah, of course. Can you remember any of them? They were mostly Farside and Calvin and Hobbes, actually, now that you mention. Um, okay. And a lot of, all my Mad Magazines ended up in there. Like, all okay. of them. 
Yeah. So you mad, could, that's a great cracked. place to to carefully do the fold in. Yes, exactly. When you're when you're taking a shit, you have to squeeze your knees together to do the <laughs> fold in. You know, it's it's awkward, but <laughs> you're fold. Life imitates art, you know. Exactly. <laughs> folding the magazine and then you fold the paper. It's perfect practice. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah, it was mostly mostly that kind of thing. There were a few novels that uh, would make their way in there, and uh, no, see, no, I didn't immediately no. Okay, I'm just it's saying. not a place to be reading a novel. <laughs> to engross. If you're reading a novel and you're like. Oh, here's a chance to read five pages. Right. It's your responsibility to bring in the novel. Oh yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's, yeah. it's like a campsite to pack in, pack out. Right. Mm. I think that that's where novels went to die because the trashiest of the novels ended up in the bathroom. You know, like old right. science fiction. You know, that kind of thing, like pulp, pulpy type books. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pulp, pulp in that toilet paper. See, <laughs> so a lot of connections here. <laughs> Um, anyways, I, I say bring the bathroom book back, but just don't be so obvious as to get a book specifically designed for the bathroom. Mm. And a slight majority of people agree with me. 56% of people say having a bathroom book is good. Okay. So there you go. It's time. Go. I know Publishing I've got industry. like a Calvin and Hobbes collection for sure at our house. I might throw it in. Yeah. One of the bathrooms. Oh, just you to should. see people dig it? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. Hey, you notice it? You notice the book in there? Any well, jokes? Okay, I guarantee you. You put that book in the bathroom. One of your daughters is going to come on and go, "Daddy, you're so silly. You left a book in the bathroom. Books yeah, don't belong be in bathrooms." You'll say, "Isla, wow. sit down on old Daddy's knee," because I, boy, do I have a story to tell you. In the olden times, ba- books did belong in bathrooms. That was one of the places we read the most. Mm-hmm. So. Get a new slant. Find a new Change slant. Change it. The, the it's bathroom, time to open your mind. The bathroom is the perfect place for completed coloring books, I would say. You could flip through, you know? You know what I mean? No, beautiful I'm not artworks. through a coloring book, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Oh, you're taking it too far. <laughs> hey, I read a coloring book for the captions down at the bottom. <laughs> uh, all right. One more is this good topic is asking your partner's dad's permission before marrying them good. So this is obviously a very traditional thing. <laughs> Frankly, dating back to a time when women were considered property. Uh, <laughs> and yet the tradition has persisted. Uh, Trey, what do you think is asking your partner's dad's permission before marrying them good? And feel free to tell us if you asked Laura's dad permission. Okay, so we've been married nearly 15 years, um, and I definitely asked her dad for permission when we got engaged. Uh, If I'm recalling correctly, he said, I don't know about letting a Bears fan into the family. (laughs) (laughs) But he was still in on it. Ah, Dwayner! He got me, and then, you know... (laughs) I asked him... Was that uh, literally his response? Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Before, after, wow, so excited. Uh, you before. just straight up went to the Bears. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not like the first time I'd ever talked to Dwayne. Of course he's going to come with a joke. Yeah. Um, right, and I, that's right, the right. key is the relationship um, that your partner has with their father and probably the relationship you have uh, with the father. But I asked uh, Dwayne at their house. Laura was still living at home at the time. So I asked him downstairs in the kitchen. I think she was upstairs in the room and I was going to just walk up there and we were getting ready to leave for whatever we we're going to be doing that day. 
Um, but he thought that I asked for permission to get engaged like minutes later. Like I was going to walk upstairs, ask her to marry me, and then we would come back down and be like, hey, look, we're engaged. Mm. So when we came back down from down from upstairs <laughs> to go get engaged, she's like, hey! <laughs> <laughs> but none the wiser. Uh, Laura was none the wiser. Were you the, doing a, like a, a Jonah Hill cut it, <laughs> cut it? I was like, the backers suck, man! The backers suck! <laughs> uh, but no, we played it off cool, and then we did get engaged successfully later on that day and then celebrated a little bit later. Um, my guess is... These days, in 2023, still good, but unnecessary. Um, as, okay. as we've gotten older and, you know, hopefully turned a little bit of a corner with regards to women as property. <laughs> uh, by the time that your daughters are marrying age, if, if that ever happens, would you want to be asked? Uh, great question. Um, I think I would appreciate being asked and... Most likely, Laura and I would talk trash about the prospective fiance if they didn't, <laughs> but I wouldn't hold mm. it against them long term, you know? Right. Not sure if you want to let a Ravens fan into the family. Or <laughs> yeah, I, don't exactly. know who's... I don't know if I could have a Pistons fan join in the family. <laughs> uh, JD, what about you? Did, did, uh, was there any asking for Rachel's hand? No. God, no. No. <laughs> no. No. And asking. that's because you knew that she would not want you to ask. I, I I don't think that she, I think that he, he her father would have preferred that I ask because he's sort of old school mm-hmm. that way. Um, but also, uh, if she wouldn't have wanted me to do it, uh, and it would I, I mean Trey, was it more nerve wracking to ask Dwayne or Laura? <laughs> for her hand in marriage. <laughs> Great question. I, mean. <laughs> uh, I don't remember being nervous with either because I had a pretty good feeling on the answer. Right. Either way, two for two on yeses. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's 100% folks. 100%. Yeah. Um, but I do think that, like you're saying, if Rachel wouldn't have wanted you to, I don't remember specifically like having a conversation with Laura about asking her dad. But my guess is we like, should I ask your dad? <laughs> if right. I, if we can get engaged, you know, because it wasn't like a surprise engagement. Like we had we had talked obviously about getting married uh, right. prior to that. So my guess is that we chatted about how it would all go down and the pre <laughs> pre procedure kind of talks as well. So uh, whatever your partner says, I think is kind of the way to go. Totally, yeah. I think if you if you ask the father for permission, like if we're going old school rules here, and you ask him, he should have to give you a tasty dowry you know? <laughs> yeah. uh, honestly even if it's yeah. just like a little walking around money for you of course yeah ain't going to your wife uh i think dowry. that if we're gonna go by traditional rules let's go full tradition someone on twitter when i posted this poll wrote uh, as a reply to me why just the father why not the mother think about mm. it for a few seconds and you should see the patriarchy mm. coming into focus i'm like you might be onto something there, brother. Yeah, no shit. Uh, but yes, this is the tradition: is to ask the father, not the mother, because your wife is your property, and his wife is his property. So why would you ask her? Uh, anyways, yeah, I think I feel like a new trend is telling the parents in advance so that the parents are there when you propose. You know what I'm saying? It's like 
hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it a week from now. We're gonna be at this restaurant, so I'm gonna do it. Then I want when we walk outside, I want you to be there with a mylar balloon, you know, that yeah. says we did it, whatever. Uh, which seems nice, but yeah, uh, I don't know. That's too much, I think. Too much, I think. But it's it is really weird because this is like like many traditions where I'm like, it's a very stupid tradition coming from a very stupid reason, and I don't want to do it. But yet, I still am like, I think it's nice. I don't know. But is it nice? I guess it's not nice because unless your your lady specifically requests that you do it. Right. Then it, I, I don't know. Anyways, I won't be doing it. But uh, <laughs> moving on. Uh, what, was, uh, what was the vote percentage? Yeah. Well, I think you'll be surprised about this one. See, I think that the number of people that think going shirtless is bad is way too high. I think that this is also surprising. 57% of people say asking your partner's dad's permission before marrying them is good. That really surprises me. Yeah, but also it just goes to show that there are just a lot of traditionalists out there, and there's so many these these traditional tropes of marriage and the ceremony of it. Everything has gotten blown up, mm-hmm. you know. So why would that go anywhere? I guess. But uh, well, people or we have... have just a big uh, big Bible Belt following on. Is yeah, this good? I guess so. <laughs> yeah, because we're talking about traditional marriage. And pissing and shitting and sucking and fucking. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> well, let's get back to sucking and fucking. That's why we're doing big numbers in Oklahoma. All right, Trey, when people need help navigating life's biggest decisions, they seek our wise counsel, and we deliver an airtight verdict. It's time to settle this. All right, reminder, if you need advice or have found yourself in a quandary or a pickle, email us at isthisgoodpod at gmail.com. Tell us what's going on. We will help you just like we're about to help this person. Hi, Matt and JD and Trey. Trey, he didn't know you were going to be here, but I will say hello to you. I will send you my regards. Over the 4th of July, two of my friends and I arranged a cookout. The hosting duty was debated in a group chat of the three of us. Eventually, my friend Jeff agreed to host. Jeff generally takes the leader role in the group and often assigns duties when planning an event. Jeff began assigning what each group should bring to the party. He assigned me with bringing burgers and buns and him with condiments, a side, and a salad. I immediately showed my wife the text and she agreed this was a bold request. What host doesn't provide the meat? At the cookout, (laughs) I jokingly brought this up while Jeff wasn't around to make sure my wife and I weren't (laughs) off base. Steve... That's the other friend. Steve and his wife agreed. This inevitably led to the group roasting Jeff around the grill about the odd choice. The non-Jeff members agreed that while guests are free to offer to bring a complimentary main course, the host should never farm this out. Jeff continues to believe his assignment of dishes is normal. Please settle this. Is the host of a meal obligated to provide a main course when the group is coming together in a non-potluck situation? Uh, I mean, so many funny things about this email. Not sure where to start. I, I mean, definitely for me, what does it is, uh, at the cookout, I jokingly brought this up while Jeff wasn't around to make sure my wife and I weren't off base. Steve and his wife agreed. <laughs> I just like, like, how did this go down? Hey, uh, Steve, uh, Jeff's a fucking lazy mooch, huh? <laughs> I'm just joking. Just joking. I'm just joking. But seriously, he is a piece of shit, right? No, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. 
Uh, and then Steve's like, yeah, no, he is a piece of shit. All right, so now we have consensus to fucking roast Jeff at his house. <laughs> at his house, at Jeff's house. You... Uh, hey, what's on uh, the barbecue? Roast Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> burgers uh, and Jeff, buns. you got, much like the burgers that I brought, you burnt. Um, Trey, Trey, what do you think about the question, is the host of a meal obligated to provide the main course? Um, I think obligated is probably a strong word, but I would say encouraged uh, at the very least. And not knowing all of the details, this seems like a pretty small gathering. Uh, this should mm-hmm. be probably a, what do you want to bring? What are we bringing? And I can see some scenarios where, you know, Jeff says we're having a cookout. I've got chicken for the grill. Bring anything else you want to put on the grill, you know? Mm -hmm. But we've got one thing that's a standard. It's going to be here because we know all the people that are coming. We know everybody that's been invited. We know if maybe they've gone off script and saw somebody and say, hey, yeah, we're having a few people over. Come on by. They will know Mm. Jeff and whoever is at Jeff's household will know the proper amount of food that needs to be had Mm. to make sure everybody's having a good time. If it's their party... They're definitely in charge. So, I mean, obligated, like I said, probably a strong word because there are other places or other parties where maybe somebody else is bringing the main dish, but they're volunteering to do so. Or like, yeah, I'm going to bring this over and cook it at your house. Something like right, that. Right, right. So it's, it's time for me to bring my famous chicken cacciatore. Exactly. Right. I'm, bringing, I'm bringing pulled pork or something like that. You, there are cookouts and barbecues where you're bringing a main dish. For sure, but in general, I think this one's on Jeff. Okay, mm. by the way, this is from Graham R., I forgot to say. Okay. Uh, JD, what do you think? Is is the host obligated to do the main dish? I mean, Trey breaks up a good point of, like, the host will know best how many people are coming. Yeah. But what do you think the reason is that people think that the host has to provide the main dish? Is it, like, a cost thing? Is it just, like, a sweat of the brow thing? Like, the host should be putting in the most effort? What do you? What is your feeling on this? Yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think Trey. Everything Trey said is exactly right. But I disagree in this case because it sounds like this was a collectively organized party. So oh, okay. Jeff, Jeff, it sounds like the three of them were organizing what they were going to do for the Fourth of July. What do you guys want to do? You want to have this? You want to do that? Want to whatever? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then they're like, okay, well, let's oh, have right. a cookout. And then he's. And then Jeff very kindly. I might add, yes. offered up his place to host okay. the event. Yes. So, Steve, you bring the meat. Uh, Michael <laughs> or whoever his name was. Well, Jeej, Graham's oh, Graham. Graham, you bring the crackers. <laughs> and uh, we'll, have a, we'll have a little cookout. We'll have a cookout. Uh-huh, but I'm uh-huh. providing the place. Jeff is providing the place. And the and propane. The, and he has to – the propane. But really, it's the effort. It's the cleaning beforehand. It's the cleaning afterwards. I mean, these animals are coming into his to Jeff's place, <laughs> sticking up the place with charcoal or propane or whatever, enjoying a nice time. But it's on Jeff to to deal, with, and also probably fireworks. Let's be honest. So Jeff has to deal with that bullshit, and the, his neighbors complaining, <laughs> "My dog, my dog, uh, why Jeff with all the fireworks? I'm like, why oh, no, Jeff? My why to have a cookout here? It's Fourth of July." So. <laughs> In this case, generally speaking, if I decide, if I'm saying, hey, Trey, bring the girls over. We're having a barbecue. I'm mm-hmm. definitely providing the meat. There is no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. And the propane. And the propane or the charcoal, whatever. 
Uh-huh. I'm providing that. I'm providing the condiments. I'm providing the buns. Well, except when you think about it, in this case, Graham and Steve were the pros that brought the pain to Jeff when they insulted him. <laughs> I didn't know Rose uh, Jeff but... was on the menu for today as well. <laughs> uh, Chabra <de> Jeff. <laughs> um, JD, you are 100% right, because I, I had not read this carefully, and it does say... The hosting duty was debated in a group chat of three of us. Right. Eventually, Jeff agreed to host. Let's parse this. What are the keywords? Debated. Yeah. Anytime you're debating, that means Jeff didn't want to do it. He was reluctant. He was reluctant. He was reluctant. Okay. And they debated. They beat him in the debate. They said, no, oh, you got the best backyard, Jeff. <laughs> We're coming and to your house. eventually, Jeff agreed. Eventually. means Jeff had to be convinced. Yeah. Jeff doesn't want you there, Graham. So you bring the meat, Graham. <laughs> <laughs> also, maybe Jeff's not very confident. Maybe you were pl- they were playing on his, not purposely, but maybe he was self-conscious. I, I don't know how to form a burger. I'm terrible at it, you know? like uh, what? Yeah, but so do you think that Graham made burgers from scratch? I don't. I because think... usually most of the time people are just bringing the, the store-bought burger. Yeah. He's going bubble mode. Yeah, fair enough. But if I'm Jeff, yeah. I'm like... I don't want to get judged by having frozen burgers or whatever, and I ter- mm. and I'm terrible at putting them together, so right. I don't want to have anything to deal with that. I gotta I got the place, I got the barbecue. You guys bring the meat and whatever you bring, that's fine. Right, because if if, if uh, Graham's bringing store bought burgers and Jeff's doing condiments, a side and a salad, the side, let's say mac and cheese, and the salad could be way more effort totally than buying burgers. Mm-hmm. Because this, this is a problem I've mentioned maybe on the show before when we used to have potlucks. I always used to say, I'll bring the booze. Now, from an effort perspective, <laughs> very low. But from a cost perspective, probably right. higher than the, than, the, than the host who's making the main. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, what, what, what do we want here? Do we want, is it a money thing? Is it just a effort thing? I think you should be thankful to Jeff because he hosted the party and y'all stood around pointing your fingers at him, telling him he fucking sucked. Yeah, uh, he's sweating. I mean, he's sweating at the grill from the heat and the insults. Yeah, you guys have actually turned my mind around on this one. I'm a little bit more pro Jeff right here until we see the transcripts from uh, from the group chat and see how much cajoling it took for him to host the the gathering, and then how how. Uh, bossy he was with regards to assigning things <laughs> you know <laughs> uh yeah so, graham send us the transcripts we need the, the transcripts. full transcripts this is like the the lab leak theory all right <laughs> like i'm like matt taibbi here i need to see the transcripts before i answer um all right well i think just generally yeah if, if it's a si- also he's making it sound like they're sitting around a table indoors and he's being forced to prepare some elaborate thing it's a cookout yeah I mean, it is way more akin to a potluck, in my view. Yeah. So just bring burgers to throw down is is totally fine. And in fact, when I used to guys have you guys over living in Atlanta, I had an apartment that had a pool and there was a grill. I'm not 100% sure I brought the burgies every time. Mm. Maybe I did, maybe I didn't. Who's to say? Who's to say? Bring a meat. Well, bring a meat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. How about this? Okay. Um, uh, you go to a pasta party. Okay. 
<laughs> He's already ready to, to RSVP. No way, man. Too many carbs. Too many carbs. But you're making fresh pasta. Like, the party is based around making fresh oh, pasta. Okay. Very fun. Yeah. But what is the main? Like, like, what are, like, if I'm hosting, what am I supposed to have? You're supposed to have the dough. F- flour? Okay. Like, fillings? Well, you say this like you've thrown a pasta party before. No, but I think I'm going to be throwing a pasta party in the next few weeks. Oh. Uh, oh, well, well, how do you, like, yeah. I don't know. How I mean, I, I, you'll be using is, my stove. Is it the uh, sauce you, you, you provide? Uh, exactly. Maybe? Right. Yeah. Like, do I, ha- am I on the hook for making a sauce as well? I don't know how to make fresh pasta, mm. but I, I'll eat it. And I know how to make things that go with pastas. Sounds Wait, like a real on. Jeff you have a situation. Uh, I'm a little bit of a Jeff here. <laughs> You're being a real Jeff. Now, Trey, can you, JD, can we put Trey in the uh, Zoom isolation booth, please, for a second? <laughs> oh, no. All right. Just make sure he can't hear us, okay? Okay. Uh, all right. He cannot uh, hear us. Okay. Uh, just, just, Trey, can you hear me? Okay. He can't hear me. Okay. Fucking Trey's a lazy fucking piece of shit, isn't he, JD? Right? Fucking this guy. I mean, he's, he's throwing a pasta party. He doesn't have a pasta maker and he doesn't know how to make pasta. So what is the party? Am I going to fucking Olive Garden and just bringing pasta's there and he wants it to be like a buffet he's getting this you insane he's getting you to bring the flour i had to bring the eggs what the fuck and who's bringing the extruder <laughs> all right uh bring him back in okay. bring him he's back, back in. in he's back in hey buddy <laughs> what'd you guys decide uh we said we'll be there <laughs> You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. 
Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. All right. So, Trey, as you know, we're always asking for email over at isthisgoodpod at gmail.com. And unlike when JD and I DJ, we do take requests. So let's read one now. My dear sir... Please do an episode with the No Dunks crew where you say if each of your old pitches on the Blank Jones Small Businesses podcast are good or not. This shit is lightning in a bottle. That's from Nick. P.S. Your AOs were pristine back then. Robust, beautiful, sublime. So a quick explainer. I think I've said this before. The Blank Jones were the summer podcast we did when we were the Basketball Jones. Obviously no basketball in the summer, so we would do podcasts on random topics. The pod that he's referring to is, I would say, at least 12 years old. Uh, I listened to it last night. Was that shit lightning in a bottle? Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure. JD, how did you live with yourself with the audio quality? Considering uh, we I were in a studio. I can't There's a, a loud hum. <laughs> like, uh, Lee is in a different room, and his mic sounds like he's, like, talking underwater, which we would later find out he hates. He hates pretending to be underwater. <laughs> Uh, where uh, where were those recorded in the the hardcore sports sports studio, studio? to my memory yeah god that was a professional radio stu- studio radio studio it yeah. sounded like worse than this and we're in three different places or well, I guess two, <laughs> two different, different places. places but yeah uh, all right anyway so that's the request so I did listen to this last night um, Trey you have a good memory I was curious if you'd remember what yours was. These are are these small businesses? Yeah, I don't remember yeah, so recording this each, at all. Uh, I know that's the thing. It's like I'll look at the title. I'll be like, "This sounds like something we did," but I don't remember anything that was said. The, uh, but basically, the the idea was we. What if we all got fired by the score? Which uh, we did. looking back was a oppression, oppression <laughs> question to be asked. <laughs> Um, um, I do feel like I remember maybe Skeets pitching something around like um, like a bar of soap that does something. You know, like that, was, know, a, that was the inventions. That, yeah, that these, are was, separate, these, these are separate. separate. These are separate. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, cool. so the idea was we get fired. We all have to collectively decide what to put our money in. One of these ideas. Okay. And so Skeets's was like um, a private karaoke room, but for video games, like old video game systems. So you would go and be oh, like, yeah. I'll have the Dreamcast and with this game. And then you would play it. Tass's idea was the best idea. It was because he was, um, or my theory is he had just opened up the Moo Milk Bar Bakery. The bakery he opened up with his uh, very talented wife. Mm-hmm. And his idea was for... A company that hires groups of people to just stare at storefronts to like <laughs> I do remember that build up buzz. So people would walk by being like, "Whoa, why are all those people staring at that storefront? Better go it." Um, all right, so Trey, I'll, I will tell you what yours was. Yours was onesies. Does that ring a bell? Oh, onesies. No. Okay, so I'll explain it to you because it's not what you think. Your idea was for us to start a cover band that plays only one-hit wonders oh, while wearing onesies on stage. <laughs> so, uh, as uh, Nick wanted to know, do you still think that's a good idea? Absolutely. Yeah. That's a better idea now than it was, what, 12 years ago? 
I literally wish we were doing that right now instead of this. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm thinking it became, there, there's like a whole slew of Uber Eats commercials now based around like P. Diddy trying to find one hit wonders, right? There's yeah. like a mm-hmm. what does the fox say one. There's a I love you always Police, forever milkshake. that one. Yeah, milkshake, that kind of thing. Um, so as the years have gone by, obviously there's only been more and more one-hit wonders uh, in the music world. So our catalog would just be getting deeper and deeper. People enjoy a cover band. Uh, Obviously, once we moved to Atlanta, we saw Yacht Rock Review numerous Mm -hmm. times. This would be basically the same thing, right? Very similar to that. Hell, I saw them in LA. I mean, they toured the country playing Yacht Rock covers. Yeah, and only the hits, only the Yacht Rock hits. Only the hits. They've got their costumes set up as well, the Yacht Rock vibe. So it's a similar sort of pitch, really. Totally. No, that's a great idea. It's funny that you say you'd rather be doing that now, JD, because you were against – you didn't want to play drums. You were very upset. (laughs) I don't want to play drums. That's my only caveat. But you do play drums. (laughs) I hate playing the drums. (laughs) Okay, but, like, I'm not going to play the drums. I don't know how to play drums. You actually know how to play drums. You can learn. It's not that hard. You got to play guitar, though, Matt, because you're the best at playing guitar. You're you're the best at guitar. I'll play bass. I play drums in high school. I'll play drums. There you go. Oh, you play drums? Okay, do a tray on the drums. Okay. Uh, And now what about the onesies, that part of it? I guess we we would have to get – this wasn't discussed, but, like, Trey, you're, like, 6'5". Where are you getting a onesie? Oh, they exist, yeah. Carhartt. It yeah. could be like uh, <laughs> coveralls <laughs> for the working babies. Yeah, babies pretty, always want to wear Carhartt onesies till it's time to do Carhartt shit. Am I right? Hey, I saw uh, Mo Verney once uh, <laughs> interview a adult male model wearing a onesie made by Roots. Roots Canada. What? Was yes. So are you that, sure you're not like? Like a for a woman, like a unitard? Is that what you're talking about? No, I'm talking like a like a it was a onesie, right, Trey? Do you was remember? it a man? I think you're right. It was a man, yeah. It was a man. A manzy? A man a onesie manzy, yes. Uh, uh yeah, it's great. All right. So so okay, so we're all in on this idea. I just Did, saw I, I just oh, saw okay, a ahead. cover band of called Max Sabbath. Have you, have you heard of these guys? They're no, dressed I they assume. play Black Sabbath songs dressed as McDonald's characters. <laughs> So the lead singer is dressed as Ronald McDonald. Somebody's grimace. the 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 uh, the drummer is is the Hamburglar, but with Peter Chris from Kiss makeup. <laughs> so like the cat burglar. It it doesn't, but it's just part of the part of the uh, the cat burglar Hamburglar sort of motif. And they were amazing. They're awesome. Max Sabbath. Ooh, just give me That's an idea. Good. What a, what about a cover band called French Kiss? And it's just all the regular Kiss makeup, but they all wear berets. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, this is honestly kind of freaking me out because we just learned that aliens exist. But this is the craziest moment of like weird kismet synchronicity. Do you remember what your idea was, JD? No idea. And keep in mind, we had not discussed these before that show 12 years ago. Right. And I have not discussed them since. We have not discussed them since. You guys didn't even know that I was bringing this up today. Your idea, JD, and it is fucking weird. I'll tell you this now. I still don't understand it. You wanted us to be children's entertainers at a McDonald's where we all play a a different McDonald's character. 
My favorite part was someone was like, oh, so we work for McDonald's? And then you went, no, private company. Okay, I don't know how that works. Private company. And then someone said, what do we do? And you said, uh, I don't know. We go to the kid's birthday party. We hang out. We do a dance number. That's, That's what it. I said. That was your whole idea. Well, that was me that coming insane? in very unprepared. That was a must have been off the top of my head. I probably do you want to guess. Uh, do you want, well? What you probably went just ate at a McDonald's. Well, I, or I probably went to a a kid's birthday party and McDonald's was heavily <laughs> featured or something. Okay. Um, because now I I'm like sit- that it's you're... a private company, <laughs> yeah. not associated with McDonald's at all. You could have a totally different meal there if you wanted. <laughs> no, no, all the parents will be going to McDonald's. Oh, and we'll take the that group of adults that dresses McDonald's characters. Uh, in the party package. Oh, actually, you have to contact them directly. What do you mean? Oh, it's a private company. They don't work for us. That's right. Uh, do you want to guess who you assigned to be all the characters? You assigned Hamburglar, uh, Mayor McCheese, Skates. Skates Grimace, is Hamburglar for sure. Ronald McDonald, Captain Crook, and Uncle O'Grimacy. Oh, God. <laughs> Uncle O'Grimacy? So you're right off the top. Skeets was the yeah. Hamburglar. You Uncle did assign O'Grimacy. him that. Yeah. Oh. Uh, okay, so Ronald, I probably made Tass Ronald. No, you me because uh, the lame red hair association. Are you sure this was me? This does not sound like me. It was 100% you because you sounded like you didn't want to be there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I probably gave myself Grimace. Did I? No, you gave yourself Uncle O'Grimacy, <laughs> a person I did not know existed. <laughs> Uncle O'Grimacy, it looks like, is... Um... Comes around during the Shamrock Shake time, oh, so it looks yeah. like a okay. green grimace, oh, right, right, sort of. Right, right. Okay. <laughs> JD doesn't even know. I'm worried about your memory, man. I'm you were the one that brought up too. Uncle O'Grimacy. <sighs> and now you don't even, 10, 12 years later, you don't even know who Uncle O'Grimacy is. I do not remember this at all. Uh, what else is there? Gr- <laughs> so Trey was Grimace, and Standard Lee was grimace. Captain Crook. And Tass was Mayor McCheese. Who the hell is Captain Crook? Captain Crook. That's what we asked you. I must have we were like, who the hell's that? And you were like, you know, the guy with the crook. The crook. <laughs> Captain Crook. Wow. Wow, it's like a pirate man? Wow, oh, that's, a, that's old that timing. Guy, yeah. That guy, yeah, 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 yeah. What, you're surprised to find out that Captain Crook was a piratey guy, JD? No, 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 no. I'm just remembering him now. But I, God, I do not remember this whatsoever. Um, Trey, have you, since JD wanted you to be Grimace, have you done the Grimace challenge? Uh, is this like dumping a shake on your head? Well, from what I can tell from the internet is you, you buy the Grimace meal, yeah. which comes with a purple shake. You drink the shake, and then you smash cut to you dying. Dead. Right, yeah. right. No. <laughs> right. No. <laughs> haven't done that, but I do. I am generally pro-Grimace. Same. Oh, yeah. I think you'd be a great Grimace. I, though I think, JD, Trey's losing his grimace characteristics from 2011. Yeah. Now he's uh, he's thin cut fry, so I don't know if he's he one of those be, fry uh, guys. <gasps> I'm he's trying to work guy. my way up to Ronald status, you know. Yeah, yeah, you should have been Ronald. You got yeah. the curly hair too. Come on, JD, yeah, you no imagination. Ten years ago, you've gotten better. You've gotten. I've gotten better. Yeah, right. Just like I had more uh, grimacey qualities back then, your hair was more red back then. Yeah, let's see. Let's see what the salad is doing here. <laughs> oh, I don't know, man. It actually looks quite red it today. Looks red there. Redder yeah. than yeah, I remember. Well, I'm wearing Maybe a red it's, uh, shirt. The shirt that's doing it. It's a little yeah. McDonald-y, too. Yeah, you got yeah. a little rattle no. going on today. Okay, I'll, I'll look. What do you think of this move, Trey, where people leave a little hair poking out the top of the cap? Um, or the bottom of the cap? I remember that from the 90s. 
for sure. Like yeah. it was that was the look. How far back on your head could you wear it and still show like your little spiky bangs in the mm. front? Right. <laughs> it's very cool. <laughs> that looks good. Now I look like Joey Lawrence or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So Nick, to answer your request. I asked the guys. They both say that their ideas are still good. They what, still good. what was yours, Matt? Oh, as the host, I didn't have to come up with one. Bastard. I just had to navigate us. What um, was Lee's? Do you did remember? He have, oh, yeah. Lee's. Interestingly enough, this is where the Kate's scale started. Because he wanted to open up a restaurant called Cater, which <laughs> would be uh, owned by... Kate Moss, Kate Beckinsale. I don't even know who the other yeah. people are. Yeah. He had weird. a real it's thing for weird. Kate. <laughs> oh, uh, honestly, the the funniest part was he's like, uh, all right, this is how you know if uh, if I believe you when Lee sent you regards, <laughs> answered your regards. Because he, he was like, uh, right, restaurant's going to be French seafood. And we are like, okay, so like French seafood. So do you, you like that? Is like that something you have often? Never had it before. Okay. <laughs> why Why is it a French seafood restaurant? Well, I like French food. And I like seafood, so I imagine <laughs> French people would be good at cooking it. Yep. That's, that's lightning in a bottle, my friends. Lightning in a bottle. All right, Trey, there's only one thing left to do, and that's play Subjective Trivia. <laughs> Alright, subjective trivia. It's just like regular trivia, except, unfortunately, only I know the answer. Today's question, Trey, because it's summer, and of uh, the No Dunks crew, you are the best, but really the only, fisherman. So, (laughs) have you been out on the waters so far? Uh, Yeah, I have been out on the waters, uh, took out the SS Rippin' Lips for the first time. Caught a mm-hmm. grip of bass. And that's a kayak or what is it? Yeah, that? I got a kayak, a fishing uh-huh. kayak. Went back home uh, earlier this summer. Went to Blackberry Farms, caught a couple of bass there as well. And heading out on a fishing trip uh, this week to catch a whole bunch more, hopefully. Mm. Uh, a few river monsters, perhaps? Uh, a couple of pond whoppers I'm hoping for here. Oh. <laughs> make sure make sure you don't catch any stream Big Macs instead. Uh, all right, so today's question is, I did, uh, again, as I always do on the show, the barest amount of research. I said, what are the main types of lures? All right? So today's question is, which of these lures is the best based on how cool I think the name is. Great. So, J.D., if you could please put up the options. Uh, So your options are jigs, plugs, (laughs) spinnerbait, or spoons. Uh, Trey, do you think I got this right? Are these the main types of lures? (laughs) Um, I think this this is a fair characterization, though plugs probably get split into more categories like the one that we're seeing here on this slide you would call that a jerk bait probably but there's also crank baits not to mention your top water baits and i think you're missing um soft plastics which is what you probably would put on a jig uh like the little the little plasticky part uh that's a whole oh i honestly i did see soft plastics but i was like that is a lame ass name i'm not putting it on this (laughs) yeah exactly it's that's too descriptive Uh, uh, but by yeah, the I way, think this jerk, is pretty good. Jerk bait? That's what Graham and Steve called Jeff <laughs> at the barbecue. <laughs> jerk bait. 
Uh, okay, so you're reasonably content with these. Do you own one of each of these? Uh, I own several of each of these, yeah. Okay. I actually just went to Bass Pro Shops yesterday uh, to stock up for the trip, and we spent an hour and a half looking at oh wow. so many baits. That's this is Bass Pro Shops is your REI, like where I went and spent an hour talking to someone about a backpack, my hopes, my dreams, what I want out of the wilderness. Uh, this is your Bass Pro Shops for you. You go and you just it's a spiritual experience picking up these lures. Absolutely right. It's um. You know, you can go, you can obviously look at a whole bunch of lures, you can look at some Carhartt clothing, and you can fantasize about buying a John boat, you can mm-hmm. see like big four-wheelers, they got everything there, including actual fish just swimming around in a tank. Yeah. Any, uh, any onesies? Any Carhartt onesies there? <laughs> I did see overalls, I don't know if you could consider that, a, it wasn't like the full uh, jacketed onesie, but you know, like strapped up overalls. Right, right, so right, my guess right, is right, maybe right. wintertime they had the onesies there. Huh. Uh, All right, well, it's time to answer the question. Of course, as always, you can consult JD. Which of these lures is the best based on how cool I think the name is? Jigs, plugs, spinnerbait, or spoons? Okay, JD, I'm going to tell you right away that I'm going to be eliminating spoons. Okay. Because that's just a word. It's just a word. Not that exciting. Um, Number two, I also want to eliminate jigs because it just... It sounds wrong to Right, me. yeah. That's a weird one. Mm-hmm. Um, so it comes down to plugs and spinnerbait. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when I first saw this come up, I was instantly leaning towards spinnerbait. Same. But, like, you know, the plug is a thing. You know, like, I got to talk to the plug to get that. Uh, plug yeah. is right. a fun word to say as yeah. well. It's simple one-syllable yeah. plug. Get your get your plug in there. Get your plug in the river. <laughs> get your plug, Trey. Let's go to Trey. Get Is that something that anyone has ever said? Have you ever yeah. said? Get, get your, your plugs plug in, the rivers, in the rivers, boys. The monsters are biting today. <laughs> oh, the monsters are hungry. Get your plugs out. Um, I think I've gotten every single subjective trivia wrong that I've been on this show. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Um, Okay. Often because I'm trying to get in Matt's head, and it's impossible. So it I'm going to just trust my instinct. Uh, final answer is spinnerbait. Spinnerbait. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. Spinnerbait. Okay. Uh-oh. Unfortunately, the answer is... Whoa! Jig! jig. <laughs> Whoa, what's not fun to say about jig? The jig is up! The jig is up. Yeah. It just seems like a dated jig. word to me. Yeah. It dance a jig? Yeah. <sighs> You can, yeah. And I mean, you're, yeah. tr- you're trying to make that thing dance when it's on the bottom. Right. I guess that's why you're it's jigging like it. That. Making yeah. it dance. Okay. That's fair. Spinnerbait. It's when you <laughs> jerk off in a circle. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Like a circular motion? Or like and that's a... why we're big in the Bible Belt, baby, because they love fishing and masturbation references. <laughs> they love it. Uh, well, which one of these are you going to be most likely using on your trip? Actually, my my number one goal on this trip, because I know we're going to a place where we've been before, so I know that there are fish there. I know I'm going to catch fish. Mm-hmm. My goal is to catch a big fish on a mm-hmm. jig. Okay. Because they're down at the bottom, and, you know, it's hot times right now, and uh, people say you can catch the biggest fish on a jig, so I'm hoping that's true. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's see. Are you tying your own flies? Have you gotten there? 
Well, I've only gone fly fishing a handful of times, and I'm not at the point where I need to tie my own right now. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Good to know. Please keep us posted. If you ever tie your own tie, we'd love to hear about it. (laughs) I'll I'll definitely let you know. Uh, It does seem Uh, to be, though, if you get into into fly fishing, like, that's part of it, is tying your own flies. Like, you're not... They definitely have them at a Bass Pro Shops, but it's way cooler to make your own. Uh, well, as everyone knows, it is the summer of dunks, so I'm sure you will be back, and you can regale us with uh, tales from your fishing trip. Uh, hopefully some good ones. Yeah. Hopefully not some whopper tales of the one that got away. Yeah, or whatever. Make them up, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just do your own is this good. Uh, is it good to say put your plugs in the water? <laughs> put your plugs in the river. <laughs> put your plugs in the river. Uh, Trey, where can people find you? Is there anything you want to promote? Aside from, uh, you could tell us about any big fishes you've caught. Whatever you want, the floor. Oh, you're yours. asking for my plugs? <laughs> I'm asking for your plugs. I got a new crankbait coming out soon. <laughs> it's got a black chartreuse pattern on it. It should be really hot uh, once the weather turns. Uh, yeah, you can find me at Trey Kirby anywhere that is the internet, at No Dunks Inc. for all of our podcasts. And Matt, you're going to be pretty excited about this. Okay. I just signed a book deal, actually. Got a new bathroom reader coming out soon. <laughs> okay. And, and anything you know you, you want to put in it? Oh, not, just, not nothing yet. I just like the format. Okay. Yeah. What if it was a bathroom book? It was just different pictures of shit. Hmm. Uh, you're going to get some sales. You're going <laughs> yeah. to get some sales that people will think it's a funny book to give to their friend for sure. I don't know how high the ceiling is, though. Yeah. Maybe it comes with a checklist, so you get to check off every... And then it's like a Pokemon. You uh, know, Poopimon. you collect them all. Poopimon. <laughs> Poopimon. Well, I, I did just get a book deal right now. Do you actually have a book deal? No. No, oh, man. I th- you might. You're a great writer. <laughs> Maybe back in 2011 when we were making those classic podcasts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. All right, well, we're open to book deals. Hit us up if you want the Poopimon reader. <laughs> Gotta Let catch them all. Gotta flush them all. Oh, man. Flush them all. <laughs> <laughs> that's a pretty good idea. Itself, <laughs> it does write itself. Uh, if you have topics, email us, isthisgoodpod at gmail.com. Remember to rate us on Apple Podcasts, subscribe on YouTube, check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash isthisgood. Thanks for listening. Thanks to JD. Thanks to Trey for coming on. Thanks in advance for leaving a five-star review for everyone. I'm Matt Austin, and this was good. We'll see you next week. Oh.